Hi ladies and gentlemen and welcome to our newest episode. Today we have a lot to cover, so without without any further ado, let's just start. Well, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, um, Shonen Jump's Jump Force video game is in a beta phase. If you had already registered, you can play it, but before you can even play it, it should be noted that even if you do get the code for the closed beta, the game is pretty much um, available at really terrible times. So if you're living in the um, eastern part of the world, you're kind of screwed. So, yeah, that's a big problem for me because the game is available to play at some terrible times. Of course, for today, apparently, it seems that I may actually be able to get to play the game. Not sure, but it's definitely what it says. So, until tomorrow, you guys still have two more sessions to play. I didn't get to play it so far, thanks to the problems of this uh, time sessions things that they put on this, which is weird. I don't know why they even did this. So, so far, you get to only play like, you know, two hour sessions. And it's, to me, it seems really stupid. I mean, for beta, even closed beta, all you could do was just basically say, okay, more than just two hours, but apparently not. So it is weird. To me, at least it's weird. Now, uh, if you actually played it, do say your opinions, everything about the gameplay. It seems to me that the gameplay is very close to Xenoverse 2, even the graphical style. But um, the way I'm actually getting this kind of impression is because of the um, buttons and the combos that it tells you to, you know, do a special attack. However, it seemed to me that the game didn't really have that much of a, you know, uh, variety when it came to different characters. I mean, sure, we had Vegeta style, Goku style, these kind of, you know, Luffy uh, female and male version, Naruto, female and male version of the characters that you could choose, kind of presets. But the problem was, at least for me, as someone who um, was, you know, supposed to test it, it seemed to me that, you know, they have really, you know, not, they don't really have that much difference between them. That is a problem for me. So it seemed like, for example, that, um, some characters had, you know, the very common skills, but there were like, you know, only one move set that was different between them. So it meant that, for example, Dragon Ball characters had Kamehameha, Luffy characters, or One Piece characters had their own version of, you know, special attack, and Naruto their own version. So it was weird to me how this was happening, because at the same time I could see that Spirit Bomb... And full power spirit bomb was part of the moves for everyone, which doesn't make sense. Of course, somehow it does make sense because then they should balance these characters, but spirit bomb compared to, you know, any other attack is just, you know, coming from Dragon Ball. It's kind of unfair. <laughs> Imagine a 20 multiplier Kaioken Kamehameha against a spirit bomb. Of course, we're always led to believe that spirit bomb is really powerful. So... Maybe, uh, maybe it'll actually, you know, beat the crap out of Kamehameha, I'm not sure. 
Now, let's move on from Jump Force since I didn't get to play it and probably won't. Um, let's move on to something else, something actually uh, cooler that I just came upon knowing. There's been rumors that Red Dead Redemption needs 100 gigabytes of data for you to play. And then it, they said that no, it's only 50. Then we heard that Black Ops 4 had a 50 gigabyte update patch on the first day. And people were weirded out, like, why? The whole game on disk is 50 gigabytes, why do I need a patch? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> this is something that I agree with. I'm happy that they're doing this. Many, many games across the world are being pirated left and right. And by piracy, I don't mean like, you know, they get to play it for free on PS4 or Xbox One, but basically they get to play it much sooner than everybody else. For example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that's normal. Because you actually get to play it sooner. Shadow of Tomb Raider, you get to play it sooner. Because if you buy a simple single version of the game digitally, you get to play it. However, when it comes to physical, that's the problem. Not anyone offers you that choice. So even if you bought Assassin's Creed, that version of it, I don't think they're going to send it to you sooner than everybody else to risk it. So physical versions of the games always leak out earlier than everywhere. In fact, in my country, Black Ops 4 kind of leaked way too early, but they didn't sell it. Spider-Man also leaked too early. Again, they didn't sell it. They waited to see how much the scores scores would be and then they would price it so for example if the score of a game is higher than 80 the game's price will hike but if it's lower than 80 even if it is new it will have a lower price same goes for fifa regardless of the scores it always has a very expensive price tag so fifa for example instead of being sold for 60 bucks it's being sold for maybe 120 and many people buy it that's the weird thing now this is the weirdest part when it comes to this now um red dead redemption and black ops 4 took measures to stop this piracy now this is my problem with this uh, while black ops 4 does have good intentions problem is black ops 4 is almost a multiplayer only game so why would there be a need for this kind of precaution because the servers wouldn't open until the launch day so there's no issue however for red dead redemption i do agree with it because it's a single player game with a multiplayer component coming way later so yeah i agree it, there should be a um, there should be something to protect the game from leaking out in any way so what is this way that they're doing it? It's basically, you know, games that come out on disk, the disk data is basically corrupted. That's really cool way of saying it. So when you put the disk into the um, console, the data just installs like any normal game would. But when you try to launch the game, it doesn't let you. It says that you need the update to play it. Now, for Black Ops 4, this is something that should happen anyway, because it's an online-only game, so you need to update anyway. So you have to update. You'll go ahead, and you'll update it, and you're like, okay, now I need to basically fix this. Why can't I fix this? 
why can't I do anything, right? So you'll update it with 50 gigabytes. With these 50 gigabytes, the data of the game changes and then you're able to play. Basically, it all gets replaced. Well, you see, for example, 50 gigabytes of update just comes into your console, then all of them get replaced. In fact, instead of 100 gigabytes of data, it suddenly turns to 50 again. With the difference being this time that this is the real data. This doesn't mean that Activision went so far as to create 50 gigabytes of fake data. No, it's not like that. It's just basically the coding is a little bit different. So that when you basically put a disk in and you update, the game just verifies that you are a real player, you pay for this, and now you want to play it. So then it allows you with that 50 gigabyte of update. So people might be saying, so why 50 gigabytes? Why the whole um, size of the game? Well, can't you just make it like one or two gigabytes? just missing and then you download it and you can play. Well, this is a weird question. And the weirder part would be that basically Activision thinks that 50 gigabytes is more than enough to dissuade people from buying it early. But at the same time, you still have to download it anyway. No difference anyhow. So for those of you who are basically buying it digitally, you just have to download 50 gigabytes right off the bat because there's no piracy involved in digitally. Because when the game you're downloading in from the servers of PlayStation, then there's no piracy involved. There can't be any piracy. But of course, when it comes to physical, there is piracy. Now, with Red Dead Redemption's case, again, 100 gigabytes is necessary. That 50 gigabytes, again, changes the data from this to that. My advice to basically anyone, would be to just buy the digital version. While these are some precautions to um, basically piracy, you just basically have to, you know, buy the digital version. Much easier. I mean, instead of basically going in and buying a physical version, which you again have to update, and there's a lot. And the problem with this precaution from Activision and Rockstar is that not many countries have that much of a great speed of in internet speed to begin with. You don't even see that much of a great internet speed in America. Many parts of America still don't have amazing internet. But of course their internet is better than my internet anyway. So for example, if I have to download 50 gigabytes, this means I have to wait a full day before I can play. Why? Well, basically my internet is good, is on the higher end side of my country, but again, it's not that amazing compared to the rest of the world, which means, for example, uh, Battlefront 2 was more than, I think, 90 gigabytes or 70, I think 90. So if it was 90 gigabytes, it took me exactly a day to download completely. Well, many might say that, wow, that's good speed, but if it's 50, then it would be half that time, logically speaking. But then again, it really matters when you're downloading. Here in my country, if you're downloading at midnight, like, you know, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, your speed just goes up. And until 7 a.m., you'll probably download a lot of it. Not completely, but a lot. So, 
for most of the world, this is the same exact situation. 50 gigabytes to download? Hell no. Now, before we continue, I just want to talk about differences between physical and digital. Which one is better for you? Well, let's break it down. Many years ago when I had PS3 and they said that they were going to make games digital, I was against it. Because at the time, the internet was not good. I couldn't play online that much. And basically, the online gaming, uh, with PS3 at least, wasn't really a great experience. We all know that. Nobody wants to admit it, but PSN and its online capabilities wasn't something to brag about. Especially because you always needed a code to be able to play online. However, when it comes to um, PS4, this has improved way more than you might expect. Much better. At least I can say that the update part of the games being able to you know, monitor them and the speed is being uh, the speed is much faster. That's that's what makes me happy. That's what makes me say that yes, things have improved. Now, digital versus physical is a hot debate. It has been around for a long time. The good things and the bad things about each of them. With physical, you'll actually get your disc, you might actually get a map, a few bit of, you know, goodies involved with the disc, and of course, you'll enjoy your game. You'll just put the disc in, you'll update it if necessary, and you'll play it. This is one of the good things about it. You just get to, you know, look at your box and be like, wow, I, I got the game. <laughs> And it's installing so quickly. Wow, so good. Unless you have to wait for the update and you'll be like, oh crap, I got to wait. That, there's the downside to it. But what are the cons of a physical disc? Well, basically there are many pros about the physical disc. The other one being that you, know, you can sell it, you can and uh, basically make a little profit maybe, if the game is popular enough. Or even if you don't make any profit, you don't lose a lot of money. But the cons are perhaps too much compared to digital. And of course, digital has a lot of cons as well. So, when you buy a, sorry, a physical disc, you basically, if you sell it, you can't play it anymore. Which means that even if you do buy the disc, you put it in, the, a, in your console, your console and the PSN or Xbox Live, do recognize that you have bought the game and it will be added to your library. However, you can never ever download it again. This, this is a good thing that Sony does alongside Microsoft because, well, if everybody just bought the disc, they put the disc in, they would just hand it over to every one of their friends and everyone would be able to play the game for free. Unless they put a code in it that says that, okay, nobody can do it again. In which case, it would violate some of the terms and conditions of Sony as well. So I don't think it's a good idea to begin with. So this is one of the cons of it. Once you sell the game, you can never ever download it. So you'll have to go and buy the game physically again. Or you'll simply buy the digital version. Like for example, I had Battlefront 2, sorry, Battlefront, Battlefront 1, on disc, I still do, but when it became available, the Ultimate Edition, for 10 bucks, I just bought it. So now, it's upgraded. In my library, this is upgraded, because it means that I don't even need the disc anymore. 
forever and ever I'll have this in my library as a digital download. I can download it whenever the hell I want and play it. Another con of the physical disc is that basically uh, when you, you know, when you go ahead and you want to play the game, you actually have to, you know, basically change discs every time. Which means, for example, if I want to play FIFA, I have to get up, eject the disc, put another disc, then sit back, and again, come back up, eject the disc, to put another disc, to play another game. That's a little bit inconvenient. In the past, it was fun. But now when the digital comes, it's not. Another con of the physical discs are that basically they sometimes have permanent um, price cuts. For example, this means that if I see the new NBA 2K19 come out and everybody's buying it for 60 bucks, the physical version of the NBA 2K18 would be dirt cheap, just as I bought it today. I never bought any NBA game except for 2K15, which I sold back immediately. But even then, I bought it dirt cheap. Because it was an old game to many people. One year, and it's suddenly old? Really? So, yeah, this is a good thing that happens. I bought this game for maybe uh, 10 bucks, 15 bucks. Really cheap. But the same thing cannot be said for digital. For digital, it's really dependent on what the seller says. So, if PSN doesn't want you to have NBA 2K18 for 10 bucks. You can't have it for 10 bucks. You'll have to buy it for 50 bucks, maybe more. But for physical, it's always cheaper. Now let's move on to digital for a while. Digital has many many pros. One of them being that when you buy the game, you have it forever in your library. Nobody can say that you don't have it. Unlike physical which once you sell it, you can never download it from your library. Digital, you always have it. Even if you bought the game six years ago, you can still go into your library and download it. Play it whenever the hell you want. Delete it, download again. Nobody cares. This is a good thing about digital. It's amazing. Basically, when you buy it, you always have it. Big pro compared to the physical. Now, let's talk about one of the greatest pros I can think of. You basically don't have the problem of switching games. So when you want to, for example, play another game, you just simply quit and you launch the other game without getting up. That's a good version of being lazy. And many people like this. You basically don't have to do anything. Just point, shoot, and relaunch. That's it. That's how easy it is, and it makes me happy. I don't really want to get up and change discs anymore. I just want to do that. Another thing that I love about digital is the fact that basically when you buy it, um, every download, every update is included in the package. It means that, for example, if I bought a disc for Battlefront 1, I put it in, this is basically the 1.0 version of the game, unless it's like, you know, Game of the Year edition or anything which has the newer updates, but still not complete. 
Basically, a disk can accommodate until maybe 50 gigabytes of data, unless it's double layered or whatever, which can be a little bit more, but not that much. So with digital, it means that even if I, even if my game is 100 gigabytes, I still can download it without any problem. You know, the problem of being scared of, you know, I have to download extra updates or whatever. The good thing about this kind of download, digital download, is that, you know, you don't get any extra updates anymore. Everything is included in the package that you're downloading right away. So maybe the disk that I have is like maybe 30 gigabytes. The updates itself are 10 gigabytes. And this does re sometimes reduce from your overall um, space. Sometimes they replace data, so it becomes maybe 25. So I just downloaded extra 10 gigabytes to make it 40, then suddenly reduce it to 25? Really? But with digital, there's none of that. If this is the first time you're downloading it, you'll download whatever the new version is. If it is 25, you download 25. This is a good thing. This is what I love about digital. You don't get to change anything. Whatever you download is the fresh, is the most fresh thing off of that. This is amazing. And kudos to digital <laughs> in every way. Good job. Now let's talk about something else about digital that I really, really love. And that's basically, when it comes to digital, there's always so many great sales going on. Sony almost every week has a sale going on. And these sales are really good. I'm not going to say that they're actually cheaper than the physical versions. But some of them are actually. You might actually see some of them seriously reduced in the pricing. In fact, the new one, the new sale that they have, I think it's called exclusive of PlayStations. They have many, many exclusive of PlayStations downright cheap. I even saw Battlefront 2 once for 10 bucks. I bought it for 10 bucks. So yeah, that's amazing. And kind of embarrassing for EA that Battlefront 1 and 2 were 10 bucks. And really, yay. So this is what I like about it. The fact that sometimes some sales are really, really good. And you buy many of them. It's nothing compared to Steam, but still. However, this is the point that comes to. Physicals always are in a sale. Because some of them are always supposed to be cheap. Because they're old. But in digital, this, that's not the case. You'll have to wait for a sale to happen. Some of them have permanent uh, reduction, but it's not that much. They're never going to give you that much of a reduction in the first place. So this is a very big difference between physical and digital. But like I said, there's many good points. Now, one of the cons of the digital would be that you cannot sell your game. Once you own it, you own it for life. You cannot sell it. You cannot give it to anybody else. So that may be a con, and it's a big con, that once you have it, you're done. You cannot sell it. You cannot play and say, oh, I didn't like this game, so now I'm going to go sell it to somebody else. It's a bad thing. It shouldn't, you know, it's, when I say it's a bad thing, it's not necessarily that bad, but you should be more careful when you buy your game. So if you don't want it, then don't buy it. Because you'll be stuck with it. 
Of course, it's never a bad thing to be stuck with a game in your library. Now, another good thing about digital is that some games are made available only digitally. Only. So it's a good thing, actually, that, you know, some games are exclusive to digitals, like Hellblade Senua Sacrifice is one of these games that comes to my mind immediately. Only available on digital. It may be actually be releasing on the physical, I heard, but it's still, if you want to play it, you're better off playing it digitally because you get to play it first and sooner than everybody else who's waiting for a physical, which may never come. Now a bad thing about digital is that some games are really heavy. So for example, if the game like Battlefront 2 is 90 gigabytes, you actually have to have a good internet connection to be able to download it. So if you can't have that much of a speed to download this thing, you're screwed. But if you have a physical, then you actually are halfway there home. You get to download all that data into your console via your disk. The rest is an update. It's easier to do, but still it's a lot of update to do anyway. But still, easier. Much easier than 90 gigabytes. Now, digital versus physical is a topic that's always been around. I can list a lot of pros and cons for you every single day. And what it comes down to is basically your preference. Do you like to buy your games digital? Do you think you have the internet connection to be able to download it? Do you think it's easier for you to buy um, gift cards or pay through your Visa card? Or do you think that it's easier for you to simply buy the physical and enjoy it that way? Before you consider any of them, like I said, consider only a few things. First of all, how good is your internet connection to be able to download these things? And consider this, that PSX is no longer usable. By PSX, I mean the download helper, not the event. There used to be an application that helped us basically download the games onto our PS4s. Uh, unfortunately, it's not possible anymore, and not many people know about this. But basically, what we would do is that the data would be available. We would download it at midnight because the speed would be better. And when the speed was good, and we downloaded it much faster than expected because, you know, we downloaded it with IDM, then we could basically install the data onto our PS4s. This was not piracy at all. Even if you did install the game completely, which would be impossible, by the way, if you didn't have the game originally, if you didn't have it, you couldn't play it. How it worked was that basically, I, for example, bought a game digitally. I would start downloading it. But as soon as it began, like, you know, two megabytes went away, I would pause it. With PSX, I already had the data on my laptop because my laptop had a better connection than PS4's Wi-Fi. So I would download all of the data from my laptop onto my PS4. So instead of waiting for maybe two days, maybe even more, depending on your connection, maybe sometimes you know, one week, you could play the game after two days or one day of waiting for download. And trust me, if you didn't have the starting download, which would happen only if you bought the game, you could not download the game onto your PS4. Even if you could, which I don't think it was possible, the game wouldn't launch, obviously, because you don't have the license for it. So it was no privacy involved. 
This is something that people mis misunderstood about this application. There is no piracy. Thank God I actually have a better internet connection, so I don't need PSX anymore. Otherwise, I would be screwed. This is one of the things to consider. Internet connection. Two, how are you going to buy the games? In my country right now, it's seriously impossible to buy games via gift cards. Why? Because the prices are too high. At one point, the prices were actually good. Last year, for example, the prices were really good and we could buy as many games as we wanted. I would go left and right and buy Telltale Games, Life is Strange, and all the deals that came because they were cheap. But now, buying a $20 gift card equals a full-priced game for the last year price. Way too high. You can actually buy that game for half the, half the gift card's price as a physical. It hurts to say it, but that's the way it goes right now. You can buy it much cheaper if you're going to buy it physical. That's not to say that, you know, buying physical discs here is cheaper than digital. To some degree, it is, but still, it's much more expensive than it was last year. So then, think about this. Can you buy it with your gift cards? Do you think it's good? Because most countries just buy gift cards and pay it like that. They can't, for example, pay via Visa or MasterCard. They just see that, okay, I want to buy this game. I'm going to go trade in my money to convert it to dollars so that I can, you know, basically buy the gift card and pay it like that. But if you have a Visa card, you're basically everything is different. So if you have a Visa card, if you have a MasterCard, obviously you're just paying the same amount as the game, in which case I envy you. <laughs> so that's not an issue for you, but for everybody else, this is an issue. Can you pay for gift cards? Can you, you know, can you actually find them cheaper than physical? If you can, do it. But if you can't, don't even bother. That's the simple point. The third point for digital versus physical is that basically um, when you want to um, play the game on your own, do you, sorry, do you actually want to play it with your friends or not? Is it a single player experience or multiplayer? While internet connection, gift cards, all of these are very important, the next point that I think is much more important is that what kind of a game are you playing anyway? If you're playing a multiplayer game, it's best to have a digital game because you're going to keep it forever. If you like the multiplayer, you're going to be coming back to it all the time. It's like how I come back to Battlefield 1, Battlefield 4, and Titanfall. I still play them all. But if you're kind of a guy who's going to buy a single-player game that probably has no expansion or DLCs coming for it, a la God of War 4, then it's best you go for physical, in my opinion. Because, first of all, playing the game and platinuming it is going to be very easy. It's not going to take that much time. Second of all, when you finish it, you're just going to put it away in your library and be like, okay, I'm never going to touch this game anymore. Nothing's going to come for it. So just sell it. 
just sell it and you might actually lose money on it but it won't be that much especially considering how quickly you can finish these games i for example gave free old games to buy god of war 4 i played the game platinum that sold it got far cry 5 instead played it platinum that sold it and got detroit become human played it sold it to an actual um benefit <laughs> because my the like i said the prices went suddenly so much higher than they were and i actually made a profit for selling it so yeah this is what can happen be smart smart sorry uh, single player games you just sell them like that don't keep them even if you do have a multiplayer component usually it sucks like Far Cry 5 and its multiplayer component it was terrible so go go ahead and do that don't waste your time um you know uh, buying a game that you know there's no point in keeping it. Valuable. Jana. Jana, boo.